I'm Megan. I recently got a pair of Ayara Nava reversible bikini bottoms. I love that the recycled fabric is super comfortable and the print is really vibrant. They're also functional for surfing and fashionable. Thank you, Megan, for sending in that kind review of the Nava reversible bikini bottoms. I am so glad that you love them. Hey lady, I'm your host, Laura Day. Welcome to part three of episode eight of Confessions of a Surf Lady, a podcast by Ayara Surf. At Ayara Surf, we design to complement the uniqueness and beauty of every woman, not just one industry standard. When you shop at Ayara Surf, you directly support the making of this podcast. And even better, if you shop this weekend, you can take 30% off your whole purchase. This is the biggest sale that we do all year, and it runs through Monday, May 25th. Head over to IRSurf.com. The link is in the show notes. Pick up one of our beautiful rash guards that don't bunch or ride up when you're in the surf, or maybe a pair of our customer favorites, like Megan mentioned earlier, the Nava Reversible Bikini Bottom. Click the link in the show notes to get this discount sent to your inbox so you can continue listening to this episode and shop later. This is part three of episode eight with Shelby Detmers, a professional surfer and 2021 Mexican Olympian. If you haven't already, go back and listen to part one and part two for more context. I actually posted part one of this episode on the Women Who Surf Facebook group just a couple days ago, and I wanted to share a comment from a teammate of Shelby's. Here is what Alejandra had to say. This is Shelby Shark, a killer to watch in competition. Her focus is relentless and so is her preparation. Everything she does is calculated for success. Yet, she's just being herself without noticing that the rest of us are in awe. Her Olympic dream is one that was born from the depth only a dedicated athlete that has traveled the road can have. She is tough and smart, something amazing to see translate into beautiful technical surfing. She is also very resilient to have gotten female surfers to the level that she has, not just dealing with the challenges of competition in surfing, but with the politics it takes to represent a nation. So proud and excited to support Shelby. Thank you, Alejandra, for those beautiful words and for allowing me to share it here on the podcast. Shelby is so down-to-earth and modest that I thought this was a great way to highlight her excellence in the sport. Thank you to both you ladies for being trailblazers in competitive surfing. You lift up the culture of women surfing, and we are all so grateful for that. All right, on to our episode. If you've listened to part one and part two of this episode, you'll know that they were recorded in March of 2020 before the Olympics were postponed. Shelby was kind enough to do a follow-up interview with us and give us an update. For some context, this part was recorded in April of 2020, shortly after the Olympic postponement was announced and while California was under strict stay-at-home orders. All right, let's get to it. We're here today with Shelby Detmers. Shelby, thank you so much for doing this follow-up with us. I'm so grateful to have you here to share your story as an Olympian. 
Yeah, no worries. I was going through and editing our interview that we did at Board Shaper HQ, and it was just crazy to think about how much things have changed. So I, I'm just really interested to hear what you have to say and hear how you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's well, that interview was a month ago, and it's, I mean, I guess that's how life can change so fast, just like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's been different. Uh, like, as everyone knows now that the Olympics have been postponed until next year, and hopefully it does happen next year. And, I mean, besides that, all of, like, surf contests via World Surf League have been canceled. The ISA World Games have been postponed. So, you know, everything with sports right now is definitely all in the air <laughs> and it's just crazy of all this it, I don't know <laughs> how did you find out uh, about the Olympic postponement uh on Instagram actually oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't send us out anything I or actually I think it was on my iPhone for like the Apple news or something and that like popped up and so that's is either that or Instagram and a couple of like friends sending me articles and I was like, yeah, I know, but no one, I don't, as far as athletes, I don't think anyone was sent an email, probably like, you know, whoever is the head of your Olympic organization on which country you represent, they definitely knew what was happening, but didn't want to say anything prior to like press release or something, I'm sure. So how did it feel to find out and find out that way? I mean, to be honest, I anticipated that news. Um, I thought that they were just going to cancel it altogether and just have to wait for another four years. So it's nice that they came to the decision of having it next year because to be completely honest with everything that's happening with the COVID-19 and all that, I don't see any sports happening for the rest of the year. Maybe football, because that's the later half of the year in fall. But realistically, you know, for surfing, I see this whole entire year just shot just because for the surf tour, at least for World Surf Lake, half of the contests are in Europe at the end of the year. And so, like, with everything that's happening, I don't think a lot of those countries are going to be able to, you know, hold people to come in and travel again anytime soon. And I guess time will tell, but, you know, it's better, I, I guess, to be safe than to just go with the Olympics because everyone wants to do it. It's kind of hard because it is you worked so hard for something that was so close and now you have to wait another year for this to happen. And so that kind of just sucks when, you know, your dreams are like so close and then all of a sudden they're, it's not necessarily ripped away, but it's just like derailed a little bit. But I guess that's also life to where you have to be able to adapt. And if you can't adapt, then that will just make your life a, little, a lot harder. <laughs> How have you been adapting? Are there anything that anything in particular you've been doing to kind of cope with the news? 
Um, not really. I mean, as I said, I kind of anticipated it to already happen. So like I already am mentally prepared for what could happen. Um, but I actually, there was a surf contest in Barbados earlier, th- or was supposed to be a surf contest in Barbados earlier this month. So I was, I'd been there for like two and a half weeks. <laughs> and so I just kind of came back to America. And um, so I, I was just kind of, you know, surfing there because um, we were staying on um, this one part of the island where there's not a lot of people and just surfing all day. And it was just like us out in the water. So, I mean, it was pretty safe there and it was nice to have a a vacation and not have to worry about what, <laughs> what was happening here and all over the world. But um, definitely coming back here and noticing here in California of how much it's affected here and not just like reading it on the news or anything like that and there are a lot of places that are closed and you know I see things on social media and everything of how like beaches are being closed surfers are getting arrested people are getting tickets for being outside and it's just that part is more like uh, it's crazier to me than you know the Olympics being postponed because and that's every thing that everyone has to kind of I guess adapt to right is there any activity that you kind of use to replace surfing at a time like this it's it's so weird because I don't think we've ever been in a time where you just you cannot surf it's not about a choice between like you know I just don't feel like it today or I don't know you're in a different place in your life like you have an injury or you're pregnant you can't surf or you know, or you do risk you know whatever consequences there may be um yeah. so is there some replacement that you have that helps you feel like you're still stoked about <laughs> about surfing <laughs> I mean, not really well luckily here in Newport and like Huntington area the beaches are still open so you can't surf but I mean there ha- I've been checking surfline every day and there's not a lot of surf anyways, so I guess that makes it a little bit easier. Also, I was just uh, spoiled from being in Barbados and surfing perfect waves in warm water without anyone out. <laughs> but I've actually, um, I've been doing, I, as I said in the interview before, yo- yoga sculpt, and one of my favorite teachers has been doing live yoga sculpt classes. So I've definitely been doing that a lot, (laughs) which I guess is good because now I'm getting more flexible because I am not very flexible for being a surfer or athlete. (laughs) So that's been really nice like to have that and to be able to still do that because I mean, yeah, I've taken like all these classes before and I'm sure I could do it on my own, but it is nice to have like someone teaching well quote unquote teaching you and like being a part of a class that's what I've been kind of doing cool so how do you see kind of the professional surf community like how how as a community are you guys coping honestly I don't think it's really affected anyone in the surf world I mean I look on the cam and there's a billion people still out at Huntington and you know, I don't really like you can 
oh, wow, if you want to, like, you know, humans do need fresh air and they need the sun and stuff like that. But it sucks because when there's a bunch of people out in the water and lifeguards and policemen, like, see that you aren't social distancing, since, like, that's a huge thing right now, obviously. And if they see, you know, like, 40 people out in the water, surfers out in the water, and no one's doing anything, no one cares, then eventually they're going to start closing the beaches here like they're doing other places. And that's just what's kind of annoying me personally is that like, then especially since the waves aren't even like good right now, I'm like, why is there 30 people out in the water when it's two feet and like barely breaking? Like I understand like, you know, you want to get outside, but you can also get outside riding your bike alone or I don't know, just... I don't think surfers around here care, to be honest. And right now, I mean, surfers are genuine, or not genuinely, they're normally like, we're kind of selfish because we want the best waves, we want the best conditions. And so, you know, they're just thinking about like, well, I need to go surf and all this other stuff. But, you know, by being selfish, you're now ruining it for whatever the future is to come because, I mean, who knows what's actually going to happen? Like, none of us do. And if, you know, people just keep surfing in the best, like, quote-unquote, the best spot for right now, and there's a bunch of people instead of going down the beach or to another spot where there's no surfing, but at least you're out in the water still and you can still paddle around, like, that's still better than not being able to go to the beach and getting a ticket for you know, for being in the ocean or getting arrested for being in the ocean, like at the end of the day, like that should be more important goal to where it's like, okay, well maybe, you know, this beach isn't that good right now, but there's like three people out or there's no one out instead of going to normally what you'd want to do is go where the best surf is. But I feel like right now that's irrelevant because I don't know. I feel like Huntington soon is going to close down their beaches because of that. So yeah, it's a very <laughs> insane time. <laughs> it's very yeah. crazy. Um, it's really tense, I think. And, you know, different people fall on different sides of the opinions. And it's, uh, yeah, I have no idea even where we go, like as a society from here and as a community and how everything pans out is really yet. Yeah, it's just a mystery. <laughs> yeah, uh, It really is a mystery. And it's borderline social experiment, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel that a lot of people, you either have people that are crazy. I feel like now it's not as hysterical as it was a couple weeks ago, which I'm glad I kind of missed out on that because I was not here. <laughs> right. Um, but still at the end of the day, I feel it's not – You'd think that it'd bring people together, and I don't really think this is bringing people together. I think it creates more fear. I don't know. Some people get mad for others, like having to like actually go to work, and it's like, well, what are you? The people that have to go into work, what are they supposed to do? Not work? Like, it's just a whole thing, and I don't know. I think it's created a lot of well, not to be punny, but a lot of distance. I think it's created more distance between people than before. I don't know. It just seems to me people 
actually aren't being more caring in all this. People are more afraid and they're acting more fear. Right. And people are maybe searching for a glimpse of control where they don't feel like there's control. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely wish that people could look past it a little bit. Things at some point are going to be okay and they're, it's going to take some time. But, you know, for the most part, this isn't – I don't believe it's, like, the end of the world. Like, <laughs> people think it's no, the end I, of the world. I, re- I really don't believe it is. Oh, I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. This is a pause. Um, but it, it is a good time to reevaluate how do we communicate with each other? Like, are we sharing information or are we shaming or are we blaming or are we being rude? Because there are huge differences to that. And every – the opinions are valid on both sides, but the delivery, uh, I think, is really important to be delicate, exactly. especially right now. Um, so l- tell us, like, how else has uh, the pandemic affected you? Um, I mean, other than just, like, not being able to surf when I want to surf. And, you know, <laughs> to be honest, it hasn't really changed much. I, I don't really do that much anyways I mean other than probably I've always been a somewhat social person with my like core friends so I guess in that aspect it's been a little hard to be able to like just casually go to their house and be like oh like let's hang out or let's go get dinner together and you know that's like not something you can really do anymore and so I mean, yeah, FaceTime is cool, but like, I'm definitely one of those people who likes, I don't know, not physical contact, but physically being present. And like, I'm not good at technology at all. So like, I honestly mess up doing FaceTime with more than like adding like four people. The other day, uh, me and my friends tried doing like a group FaceTime thingy and the whole time they're like Shelby you're on mute I don't know how and I'm like I literally didn't press anything I don't know I don't know how to work this like (laughs) so I mean like yeah I guess that's what I miss the most is like physically being able to talk to people and you know interacting with people physically and what do you look forward to or what do you have to maybe on a positive note? What's kind of keeping you going and just keeping your spirits up? Um, I guess like still being able to contact my friends and I've been like since I've gone back, I've stayed in my house for the amount of time that you're supposed to. And I have other friends that have done the same. And so it's nice because I like to meet up with some of them, I guess, physically, but yet social distancing or whatever. And I guess like that's kind of helped a little bit since the time has been up. And now what you could like kind of see people. Um, I mean, to be honest, I guess, like, yeah, I guess that's helped, but also just mentally being like, okay, well, you know, this is like what's happening and there's nothing that anyone can really do to change it. And so like, if you just like accept the changes, but you know, like it's, it's out of everyone's control. And so like to be afraid or to like be, I don't know. um, uh, Yeah. Just, I guess to be afraid is just, 
there's nothing you can do to change it. It's out of everyone's control. And the try to control it is just going to make you stress out more. And so. And I think you mentioned that too in, in our original interview as a way that you were kind of adjusting to becoming like a competitive athlete. You yeah. Did, you did say something about, you know, there's only certain things that I control and certain, um, oh no, th- exactly what you said winning. is, yeah, exactly yeah. what you said was I only get angry or upset if I didn't surf my best. Um, but other than that, everything else, you know, is what it is. So yeah, yeah. I think really appreciate that because you know, you'll, you're going to be kind of on a waiting, <laughs> a waiting <laughs> thing for a whole year, but I hope that, um, you're able to keep your spirits up because we'll still be rooting for you. Yay, yeah. yeah. I, as of right now, my spirits are still up and I hope everyone else's spirits are still up. I mean, I, as I said, what can you do? And this will be a nice story to tell in a few, <laughs> in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some distance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe 10 years might be too soon for some people. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Shelby, for doing this follow-up interview. Um, I'm glad to hear that you're doing all right and that you enjoyed Barbados. Did you see Rihanna? No. (laughs) Like, she wasn't there. I don't know where she was. (laughs) Whatever, it's fine. (laughs) I'll meet her one day. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, thank you so much, Shelby. Um, well, hopefully we'll check in again with, again with you soon, maybe sometime next year before you actually go into the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. And I hope you're doing well. Shelby, thank you for doing this follow-up interview with us. It certainly has been a time that has called us all to adapt. Your mentality and the way you prepare yourself mentally for situations just like the postponement, as well as your choice to let go of things that you can't control, it's admirable. I've no doubt from Alejandra's beautiful words and from getting to know you through these interviews that the choices that you make to shape your attitude play a major role in your success as a surfer. Now, you don't have to be a pro or even an Olympian to take away some of these lessons from Shelby's interview. Her favorite quotes of mine from this interview include, new slate, and surfing is supposed to be fun. I know that every once in a while, we all have a bad surf session. It might be that you're frustrated because you can't catch any waves, or the conditions aren't great, or maybe the lineup is not feeling that nice. Whatever it may be, I'm giving you instructions right now to put both of Shelby's mantras into your toolbox. Before we sign off, I want to give another shout out to Camille McClay at Board Shaper and Vanessa Yeager for inviting me to Huntington Beach to interview Shelby. Please show them all some love and support and follow them on Instagram. You can find them by searching at Board Shaper at Vanessa Yeager and you can find Shelby by searching at Shelbs Detmers. I'll put those all in the show notes for you. Also in the show notes is a link to get 30% off site-wide at ierasurf.com. This sale runs through May 25th. You directly support the making of Confessions of a Surf Lady when you purchase something from us. So go to ierasurf.com, that's I-A-E-R-A surf.com to shop or find that link in the show notes. All right, lady, we've come to the end of the episode, but not the end of the conversation. Thanks again for joining me on Confessions of a Surf Lady, a podcast by Ayara Surf.